0: On this episode, why am I going to LA to meet with Jay Leno? I will review a listener's $1 million dream collection. Now what's going on with my Pontiac GTO and my Mustang? What is the dumbest comment I heard at Cavalino Classic and i will review all of these and more on this episode of the Collector car podcast okay this is a call out to my listeners i do not have a lot of sponsors for this podcast on purpose because i don't want to waste your time with products i am not crazy about well i do have two that i am crazy about the first one is llc tlc this is where you can save money on your car registration every year You can set up a Montana LLC and pay no sales tax on your vehicle purchases, which is really amazing. Now, you can also permanently register your classic cars in Montana to avoid any annual renewal fees. And as your registered agent, LLC TLC will handle everything for you. So you never have to step foot in Montana to take advantage of this incredible offer. Now, as a listener of this podcast, they are offering 30% off your entire package. Now, to get this, simply go to LLC slash classic or mention this podcast when you call them directly my other big sponsor of this podcast is euro classics out of dayton ohio now that's euro classic with an x.com if you want to reach them in person you can reach them at 937-299-1311 now this is where i get all of the work done on my porsche i just had uh, my gto in there, my mustang's been in there. It is the place to go if you want awesome service at an extremely competitive price. So when you go there just ask for Dale and tell him that I sent you. All right, first for a gto update. As you know, I've got a 1966 Pontiac GTO that I was asked to sell and when I learned more about it, I just decided I had to have it. Original family special ordered paint, unrestored, 58,000 miles. You've heard it all before and you'll hear a lot more of it coming up soon. So um, basically the car is in the shop right now. It was out of the shop as of yesterday and I took it to, uh, to drive to a buddy's for lunch. I need to put some mileage on the rebuilt engine and it broke down on the highway. I 75 and I must say it was, uh, quite an experience. Uh, AAA took forever. So I ended up going with another tow truck company, but what was nice is a Steve trooper came by to make sure I was okay. And he stayed with me until the tow truck came. Now, a few of you reached out to me saying, hey, was that your car I saw on 75 North? And it was. Now, it turns out it's just a faulty fuel pump, so I hope to have the car back uh, as you listen to this. Um, Great car. Um, I will be taking it out to a couple fun spots. Uh, Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to probably hear uh, the most exciting update I have. But I will take it to Pontiac Nationals in Norwalk, Ohio. I believe that's in July. And then I just sent some information in to try to get it at the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals outside of Chicago the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe they're doing a big GTO uh, showcase for that, being the 60th anniversary of the launch of the GTO. And I might show it at the Cincinnati Concours, we'll see. I try to keep myself free for the local Concours event. I will be driving the lead car for the countryside tour. If you are in town for that, please join me on the tour. If you restored a car, you know some of the frustrations with the recent supply chain issues. Three of the four original headlights in the GTO are not working. So I ordered Concord Correct T3 lights and they are on back order and have been so for about six months. Now this isn't specifically one manufacturer. Apparently they all get them from the same source in China, unfortunately. So I ordered some aftermarket ones just so I can drive the car around until the Concorde 1s show up. Now, this wouldn't be a good update unless I had an update on the 1962 Ferrari GTO that sold for a world record price of $52.7 million. Now, if you do not subscribe to Sports Car Market, I would highly recommend doing so. That's one of my favorite magazines, and one of my favorite authors is Steve Algrim. Now, I've judged with Steve uh, at, I believe it was Concorso Teiano. He's a wonderful guy. He really knows his Ferraris. His son, Alex, is great. I was with both of them at Cavallino a couple weekends ago. And I really respect Steve's opinion on Ferrari. So when I read Sports Car Market, I always go to his article first. And he's always reviewing a Ferrari that sold recently. And for his article, he reviews whether or not he thought the car sold well. So his opinion meant a lot to me when it came to the results of the Ferrari GTO selling for almost $52 million. Now this is a quote from the magazine. It has not made it to my local Barnes and Nobles yet, even though I got it in the mail about two weeks ago. So if you would like this magazine, check your local bookstores now. You can't miss it. It has a picture of the GTO on the front with the quote storied uh, as the headline. Now from Steve, from this article, you can make a case that 3765 is worth more than other GTOs, but that's a hard sell. The air is thin for any car past $20 million. The few players at that level are looking for a special car or a deal they can't pass up. This is certainly a special car that will get you invited to the top events, but it will always have a bit of a story. This time around, it brought all the money, which made me very happy because I want my consigners. family that asked me to represent the car for this historic sale i want them to be happy and they were very pleased all right the next update is for my 1966 mustang fastback now as a reminder this is a rare one it's a hypo k code 271 horsepower mustang the most powerful mustang built in 1965. it's not a gt this car was actually built in february of 65 the gt package did not come out until march of 1965 which is really interesting because i've always wanted a gt mustang mostly because they're beautiful the fog lights the driving lights the badging the side stripes the trumpet exhaust but what's interesting about my mustang is that for five months leading up to the launch of the gt there was a rare exhaust called the arvino exhaust which is basically factory glass packs and so if it came down to do i want a hypo fastback with the GT package and a more subdued factory exhaust? Or would I rather have it without the GT package and the kind of crazy exhaust? I've decided I am thrilled with the crazy exhaust. It's just so much fun, it's so loud, it's like the 65 Shelby GT350s. It's pretty raw and I absolutely love it. It's a great driving car, it's a beater, it's got paint chips and stuff, but it's got all the original Uh, Most of the original stuff on it that makes it a hypo, and I took it out yesterday, warmed it up, took it to the gym. If you go to Instagram, you can see pictures from the gym, (laughs) and I took it for about a a 20-minute drive yesterday, and it did a great job, and it just performed flawlessly. I haven't had time to do much of anything to it, but like I said, it's a driver, and I love it. All right, next, I wanted to talk about my Cavallino Classic Experience judging in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, if you haven't been, this is the premier Ferrari event in the country, and it has gone through a lot of transitions over the last few years, including new ownership. Uh, there's been some drama behind the scenes, but I will have to say that this was an outstanding event. I was fortunate to judge with John Wintington and Steve Marovic. Both are stellar guys. We had a great time. And what was very interesting is anytime there's a lot of upheaval with a significant car show, you're always wondering if the car show will survive. Now, this one seems to be doing fantastic. Typically, there are 70 to 80 cars for judging. This year, there were 111 cars submitted for judging. So uh, we had our hands full. The judging teams switched around quite a bit. Uh, I ended up being on the team that judged F40s and 288 GTOs. If I remember correctly, we had six F40s. One was a no-show, so I knocked it down to five. And then we could never find one of the owners for the fifth car, so we actually judged four F40s. All were Platinos, meaning they scored 97 points or higher. Uh, And then we also had two GTOs, two 288 GTOs. As we started judging one of them, though, about halfway through, when he realized he did not have his tool roll and he could not make a Platino, uh, he pulled the car from judging, so he judged like one and a half GTOs. They were truly spectacular, really, really cool cars. What's interesting about judging in general, some people really hate judging, some people love judging. I like judging. I won't say I love it. I won't say I hate it. I enjoy judging because without judging, who knows what these cars would look like today. With judging, folks are trying to maintain the factory appearance of these cars Maintain the history of the cars, keep them together, and share them with the world without judging, who knows what these cars would look like. You know, it would be really a different world we would live in. And it's always the rules for judging are always being tweaked and changed for good reasons. And one reason I'll give you, which really surprised me, as we were judging, I believe it was the 288 GTOs, one of the rules is you need to check the tire size to make sure it is on the correct wheel. So if you have the right tire size and it's on the correct wheel, there's no point deductions. Now, where that might change in the future, which will be interesting, is this particular car, I can't remember if it was a 288 or an F40, but the front two tires were a a different brand than the back two tires. So I'm just making this up. Say the back tires were Bridgestones, the front tires were Goodyear, There was no deduction for that. In my mind, judging Mustangs and Shelbys forever, it had to be the exact tire brand that was put on the car when new. Now this might change, like I said, one of the challenges and the differences between judging Ferraris and Mustangs, on Mustangs, you know, go to Coker Tire, they have all the tires available. You can get them any day of the week. Try to get a 288 GTO replacement tire that's factory correct. It may take you two years. And then when you get it, you wouldn't want to drive on it because it's so old and original probably. So it's really, really difficult to get tires. Hence why to get the car there, they had different branded tires between the front and the back. Now, like I said, no deductions were taken even though they were different brands because that is currently not part of the uh, rules for tires, only the right size and the right wheel. So we will see if that will change in the future. You know, you got to give some grace to certain respects, you know, so that the cars are shared. Um, Anyways, it was very interesting. Now, for the dumbest comment that I heard the entire weekend, there was this guy who's pretty flamboyant, and I see him at a lot of different events. And I just feel like, you know what, I see you everywhere. I should probably know you. So I walked up and I introduced myself to him. And I mentioned I was a judge, you know. And he made the crazy comment of, how can you judge a car if you don't own the car? Like in his mind the only experts in judging a car would be the folks that own it. We would not have any car shows. We would not have any Concours events. We would not have any Cavalino Classics because we wouldn't have I mean what do you do? You show up and you judge. Just didn't make any sense to me at all. He was trying to make the point that he was a better expert than me, which he might have been. You know, him he said he owned 10 F40s in the past and if you did then You probably do know more about F40s than I do, but it's a team effort. You know, I worked on the exterior. Another partner worked on the interior. Then someone worked on the engine bay. It's a team effort, and we do a lot of research before we judge these cars. All right, two last things I'd like to say about the Cavalino Classic Weekend. One is, if you've never been to the Breakers in West Palm, please go, if only to have a drink at the bar. If you go back, I think it's... I don't know what it's called, but the restaurant that is at the back that overlooks the ocean. They have the coolest bar I've ever been to in my life. It's literally my favorite one in the entire country, but the bar top, the countertop is an actual aquarium. So as you have your drink on the countertop there, there's a little clownfish looking at your drink. It is just wonderful. And I talked to one of the bartenders and he actually stated that in order to put that bar in there, it was one piece. They had to remove the roof and bring it in by a crane. So. Prepare to spend $26 for a drink, (laughs) but do it, do it once and you'll never forget it. The last thing I'll say is I made a huge mistake. Apparently, I was going to receive tickets for the Mar-a-Lago show on Sunday and I've always wanted to go and it's like 800 bucks a ticket and I could not figure out who was giving me these tickets and dummy me, I didn't look at my email because the tickets were in my email. And I did not see them until Monday and the show was over. So so that was a really big mistake on my part. I will not make that same mistake if I have those tickets next year. All right, next, I just wanted to make a quick comment about the auction calendar. Moto Miami is fully booked. You can go online to see all the cars. There's still some being posted as we speak. And if you would like to consign a car to Monterey, I highly recommend you do it now. I did not get some cars into the Moto Miami sale because they already had one. Um, a light version. They're not going to take two Porsche 930 turbos. They'll only take one. Uh, so if you want to get your car in, especially if it was, if it's a car under $500,000, you need to do it now. They're really looking for cars over a million dollar price point. The higher that price point will go for acceptance. So feel free to shoot me a note, gstanley at rmstethelbees.com. I always recommend folks get the cars in early so that they can be part of the initial press releases. Get the most marketing exposure as possible all right just a quick update on my podcast and youtube channels the podcast is doing really well i'll continue doing one a week every thursday i changed the posting date to midnight because i know there's some gym rats out there that would like to listen to uh, the podcast as early as possible i have the youtube video posting same episode but ones with video posting at noon on every thursday so i will continue doing that we did eclipse 106,000. Uh, subscribers on YouTube, which is a huge milestone, and I received a nice little plaque from YouTube for that. Uh, other updates, um, I'm doing a speaking engagement in Dallas at a, a, a classic car storage unit. Uh, really cool, a lot of these are popping up where they have a loft bar area and they have social events. If you run one of these or know one of these and would like me to speak at one of these, please let me know. I would love to meet your clients and collectors what do I talk about? Usually I talk about stuff I talk about on the podcast here. I'll go into some of the market trends based on the, uh, different classic car indices, uh, collector car indices. I can even talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff with the GTO sale, which is always interesting. Now, I'll, obviously what is private is kept private, but it would be some of the larger, uh, interesting things that happened, even the day of the sale, which people find very interesting. And finally, before I get to Chase's $1 million garage, I do have the big Jay Leno update. So this is exciting. I have been trying to get Jay Leno on this podcast for four years now. No success. I know he's a very busy guy. But perseverance, hopefully, will pay off. And so for a little bit of background, I met Jay Leno two years ago at the Las Vegas Concord Elegance because he was the MC. Now, when I said I met him, it was literally five seconds in a parking lot. Uh, getting ready for the little parade lap Sunday morning. Now, I thought I might meet him last year when I went back to the Las Vegas Concord Elegance to podcast for them, and I was prepared. So I had uh, a piece of paper with all the information about my 1966 Pontiac GTO on it because I wanted to get the GTO on his show. And so when I had a moment to talk to him briefly, I whipped it out, I talked to him about it. I had emailed his folks about it and I did not hear anything back as soon as I started showing it to him he said oh I know this car um, and he really wanted it on his show and he just gave me his executive producers phone number and we've been in contact and so the breaking news here the exciting news is that the the unrestored 1966 Pontiac GTO will be on Jay Leno's garage at some point later this year right now I'm waiting to hear back when the next filming dates will occur we're looking at hopefully the end of April I'll ship the car out there and I am having the daughters of the original owner join me they actually met Jay in the late 1990s on the Tonight Show so it'll be kind of a neat reunion I'll review the car and then we'll go over some of the stories with the daughters and uh, and with Jay so I would assume that that will not post probably till 8 weeks later so I'm anticipating this will not be on TV this will not be on YouTube until probably July or August, but very, very excited about that. Okay, now we have a listener that submitted his $1 million dream garage. Now this is from Chase Van Dyne, really nice guy. I've met Chase a few times, especially over his unrestored Boss 302. But here's what he submitted. Now he states right up front, his all-time dream car is the Ferrari 288 GTO, which obviously is way too expensive for a $1 million limit as those are trading for around $4 million now. Uh, let me just say, if you would like to share your $1 million garage with me, please do so. I will definitely have it on the podcast. I find this very fascinating, and I think you'll find Chase's very interesting as well. So the first car is his 1970 Boss 302. Now, this is a survivor car. Now, he says, you know the car, you know its story. He, he says, it's hard to value a survivor, but I'm guessing around $110,000. I would agree with that. Most, most Boss 302s are around 80 dollars to $90,000. They're only original once, and his is really cool. If I remember correctly, it is white and it has dog dish hubcaps. Very, very cool car. It was at the Cincinnati Concord a few years ago. All right, the next one's a 1970 Mustang Fastback Trans Am Tribute, very interesting. We built this car ourselves and it is a really special car for many reasons. She puts a price tag of $50,000 on it. I would probably argue that's a little low considering all the modifications made to make a Trans Am Tribute. The next is a car that uh, I have in common. It's in my garage, dream garage as well. 1996 Dodge Viper GTS. He says, it's for the same reasons as me. This came from my car's mentors collection, which makes it more special to us. So he has one in his garage, $95,000 for that car. Uh, His next car on his list is a very interesting one. 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air Resto Mod, classic styling, modern driveline. Now they are doing Okay, so he's building this right now. Six point two liter LS swap. Let's see, came from another eighty year old friend's collection in late two thousand twenty three. He puts a price tag of sixty six grand on that. Depending on what other things are done with this resto mod, that might be low as well. I would love to have one of those. I would love to find one of those fifty five to fifty seven Chevy Bel Air resto mods where it has AC power steering, the smaller <laughs> steering wheel but still has the classic look. I've seen a few of those around Cincinnati and they are really, really cool. All right, the next is another interesting one, 1969 Chevrolet C10 Suburban Ambulance. They call it the Schlambulance. Now this is another one that he owns. Air Ride, AC, uh, LS, I'm trying. Let's see, we built this five years ago or so and it is the ambassador of goodwill. People love it. He put a price tag of $37,500 on this one. Now, he states, other remaining cars on the list, two are very specific to me. I know the specific car and I know the owners and they know I want to purchase them. So these are cars he has his eye on. He's tracking down and he you can tell he is very persistent. He already has some great finds. I'm sure these will end up in his garage at some point. The first one's a 1969 Shelby GT500 Survivor. We discovered this car off a lead just over two years ago, made a 14-hour drive to see it, it's nicer than his Boss 302. He's been trying to purchase it for two years. 27,000 miles. It has been sitting for 20 years. Automatic and competition red. He estimated at $120,000. That's a tough number. It depends on the survivor level. There's a yellow one here in town. I saw recently that's 47,000 miles on it, but it looks like it has 120,000 miles on it, and the guy drives it to cruises. I would not put that one at, 120 grand but maybe this one's in just nice enough condition that that makes sense all right three more the next one's a 1954 lincoln capri la carrera pan-american car built to the exact specs as the original cars and this car was raced when the race was resurrected in 1988 and the owner knows that chase wants it he put a price tag of 40k on that that sounds right All right, 1996 Porsche 911 Turbo, black, silver, or arena red, doesn't matter to me. He put 290K on that. Now that's a great generation of 911, especially the turbos with that great whale tail out back, kills bugs fast. All right, so up to this point, his total amount is just over $808,000, which gives him around $191,000 to spend on a 2024 Porsche 911 GT. He wants Black Manual German Delivery. He optioned optioned one online. It came in just above his budget at around $193,000. So he said, I guess I will need to remove one option to be under the $1 million max. Always has been a dream to order a Porsche and pick it up at the factory. Well, that's incredible. That's a great collection. So that is Chase's $1 million dream car collection. If you would love to share your story with me, please Send me your list. You can send it to G Stanley at rmsuthebeast.com or Greg at the com, and I will share your story, your1 million dollar collection with the rest of these wonderful listeners. As always, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Please share, please rate, and I will talk to all of you next week.